Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Battleground Live. Uh, My name's Sean Parnell. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I'm a combat veteran, and I am simply a humble servant of America. I love this country. I love what it stands for, and I've dedicated my life to defending it, you know, both on the battlefield and here at home, and I'm so excited. I mean, this is our very first live stream show, which is live streaming exclusively on Rumble here for for all of you great American patriots. And look, this is the first time we've ever done this. Uh, Like I said, it's a live production. There might be some kinks that we've got to work out, but guess what? You're along for the ride with me. And I could not be more excited to have you. Uh, What's so important, and I learned this from the great Wendy Bell and her producer extraordinaire, Brock, when I hosted their show a few weeks ago. um, It helps me so much if you you hit that rumble button at the bottom, the little thumbs up. That helps with this rumble algorithm that I don't quite fully understand. But if it helps, we need it. Um, It also will help me if you go to subscribe to my show. Uh, the subscriptions also help drive engagement, comment. You know, while I'm, it's going to be difficult for me to look at the comments during a live show, you are just as much a part of this as me. You know, I want you to be a part of this journey with me. So, comment after this show is done. If you have a question for me, throw them down there in the comments. I will be more than glad uh, to to answer your questions. Um, so, there's just so much happening. In the news today, you know, we had initially planned this show, my team and I, um, to roll out on August 14th, so about two weeks from now. But with all the craziness happening in the world, with you know the Trump indictments, uh, the, what the, the another day, another indictment for President Trump, I guess. And, but with all this stuff with um, Devin Archer and the Biden corruption at the highest levels of our government, we thought, look, we might not have this show ready to rock uh just yet but i don't care you know i don't want uh I, it doesn't have to be perfect 
I wanted to roll this show out and get to you and talk about the issues that matter because the fact of the matter is this. There's so much propaganda out there on mainstream news outlets that it that it's frankly it's driving me crazy. And look, we're going to get to some of that later, but I want you to have a place uh where you can engage with me someone that will never lie to you. You know, uh, one of the things that I told people on the campaign trail when I, I ran for house, the house in one of the most important swing districts in the country in 2020, um, when all the election shenanigans happened, I was boots on the ground and saw it. And then we ran for Senate again in 2022. And one of the few things that I promised people on the campaign trail was that, look, one thing that I can promise you is that we won't always agree on every issue, but I can promise you that I won't lie to you. And if maybe we can meet in the middle and come to a compromise, isn't that the essence of what it means to be a true representative of the people? You know, I'm not, I don't find myself beholden to the Republican Party. I don't find myself beholden to the Democrat Party, or as people like to call it nowadays, the Uniparty. Uh, I took an oath when I was in the military. I raised my right hand. I took an oath to, to the United States Constitution to always protect and defend the Constitution for, from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And you'll notice I did not take an oath to a political party. And I told this to people on the campaign trail, ladies and gentlemen. And gosh, the, the movement that we were able to create that was just based in a love of country. And I said to people often, like, I, I am a constitutional conservative. I make no qualms about it. But look, if you're a Democrat and you're not happy with the trajectory of this country, and you want to pass down a country that is rich and free with opportunity for your children and their children's ch- and your children's children, then I'm the guy for you. You are welcome to stand with me in my platoon and fight for this country. All that's required is a love of country. And that that's that was my message to the people. And boy, did it resonate. And, and that's ultimately why I do what I do. And I got a call. A couple of days ago um, from the Trump team, completely out of the blue. Um, And they asked me to go and speak at his rally, which was in Erie, which was a few days ago here in Pennsylvania in Western Pennsylvania. For those of you that are all over the country in Northwest Pennsylvania, it's a a critical county uh, that Republicans have to either keep it close or win. Like there are there's no two ways about this. Of course, I ecstatically agreed, but I was also a little bit nervous because this was going to be the first major political speech since I withdrew from the Senate race in 2022 to focus on my family and my children. So obviously, I was a little bit nervous. Uh, As I was driving up to Erie, again, had butterflies in my stomach. I talked to my wife, Melanie, about it, and she's like, you're going to be great. You're always going to be, you're, you're always phenomenal. You're in this for the right reasons. Just focus on what you believe in your heart of hearts to be true. You're always going to be great. And we made a very conscious decision to bring my children with me to the rally too. I've got, we brought five kids to the rally, uh, you know, from basically ages 16 all the way down to 10. So we got 16, 14, two 12-year-olds and a 10-year-old. And the reason why I brought them to the rally was because they need to understand that freedom has to be fought for. It's not something that is inherited. 
It's not something, as Ronald Reagan said, that's passed down in the bloodstream from one generation to the next. No, people have to make a decision to get involved. And, and that means paying attention to the issues of the day and analyzing the, the direction of our country and making a decision about whether it's you know the direction that we're headed is in the best interest of our country. And then rising up to say, hey, no, I'm not happy. I'm going to get involved to right this ship. And that's what this first episode is titled. Don't give up the ship. Because this country is the greatest country on the face of the planet. It is the freest country on the, on the face of the planet. Having served in the military, I was stationed in countries all around the world. I saw the, much of the darkness in this world. I fought personally against much of the darkness in this world. I was wounded in that fight. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. So I know just by virtue of my experience how dark much of the world is, but this country is truly exceptional and it must be fought for. And so we have to educate our children about what that fight means. So that's the reason why I brought the, my kids to this rally. And I got to the rally and as I was driving through Erie, I saw painted right on the side of a building, don't give up the ship. And but I thought, boy, what a perfect metaphor for where we are as a country and what conservatives need to do right now, where we feel like we are that, that we are outmanned, outgunned, surrounded by, you know, a political enemy that seems like they have the high ground. And what I mean by that is the radical left, they control academia, they control the media, they control Hollywood, they control big tech. But what's what's left are, are we, the people who just love America with no real agenda. And so I can understand why it feels like your back is up, up against the wall and, the, and that you're surrounded. But don't give up the ship. It's painted right on that wall in Erie. And my intent when I got up there to the podium, ladies and gentlemen, was to tell a story about my soldiers in Afghanistan and by the way, as I mentioned earlier, that war stays with me every day. But my intent was to tell a story about them. Because while I was in Afghanistan, surrounded by death and destruction every day, I realized that our secret weapon was not the bombs and, and the guns that we had and all the great technology that we had in the battlefield, which of course, all that is great. But it was the love and brotherhood that we had for one another that, that allowed us to survive and make it to the next day. And so I drew my inspiration from them on the battlefield, much like I draw my inspiration from those soldiers today. And so I endeavored to tell a story about them. And I did. I told the story. I opened up my speech at the Trump rally about how my platoon on June 10th, 2006 was surrounded. We were outmanned. We were outgunned, uh, outnumbered 10 to 1. And I had 24 soldiers on the ground. The enemy attacked us with over 250 people. Within the first minute of the engagement, every key leader in my platoon was wounded. Actually, almost everybody in my platoon was wounded, some twice. Um, I think I had three people shot in the head. But one of my squad leaders, uh, his name is Phil Baldwin, and the day of the Trump rally was also his birthday. Um, he got shot in the leg and he was bleeding out in the battlefield. But what I think about all the time was really not about his horrific injuries, but it was how he and my soldiers reacted to the injuries that they sustained. 
they refused to be taken off the line. He was bleeding out on the battlefield. He was bleeding the ground red. And he told me, come hell or high water, you're not taking me out of here until every last one of my troops is off the battlefield. And again, I had three or four people who had taken a bullet to the head. All of them stayed on the line. They didn't give up the ship. And that's where we as conservatives, I think, have to be right now. We have to fight relentlessly. We can never quit. And then I, and then I pivoted to in my speech about how every institution in this country seems as if it's weaponized against the American people, but also President Trump. And this man, from the moment that he came down the escalator, was smeared by the institutions of our government who were once trusted and honored. But you, you had in 2016 or in 2015, really, before he had even won, you had the FBI spying on President Trump's campaign. President Trump knew it. He brought this to the media and the media completely ignored it. And anybody that raised a question about it, anybody that asked about it was branded a conspiracy theorist. The media pretended as if it didn't happen. And then you had the Russia hoax where you had Democrats in this country. And we're going to show clips, some of this uh, clips of some of this stuff later. So you'll see it. But you had Democrats in this country for four years. Blame say that President Trump was a foreign agent. They went around the country. They questioned the legitimacy of the election in 2016. In fact, they said that President Trump was an illegitimate president to anyone in the media who was willing to listen. And not only did the media laugh, they elevated those lies. They foisted them even more and pushed those lies on the American people. And that's exactly what they were. They were lies and they knew it. They were complete fabrications by the DNC and Hillary Clinton, and they pushed those lies gladly on we the people. Completely unacceptable. And then you have the Mueller hoax, right, where millions upon millions of American taxpayer dollars were spent on an investigation that Robert Mueller conducted that found nothing on President Trump. But those investigations and those rumors and those hoaxes had a profound impact on the 2018 election. In fact, one can make the argument that the Democrats took back the majority in the House of Representatives in 2018 because of those lies. You know, I think you had moderate Republicans in some ways saying like, hey, you know, I don't know, but if some of, look, if some of this Russia stuff is true, if what the media is telling me is true, and look, I know that they lean left, but how could they ever lie about something this serious? They would never do that, right? Wrong. It was a lie. And it was a lie that cost this country dearly. And to this day, not a single Democrat, not a single member of the media has ever once apologized to we the people. Not once. And so Robert Mueller, complete hoax. But then you had impeachment one, complete hoax. Impeachment two, complete hoax. And then in the heart of the 2020 election, leading into election day, you had the Hunter Biden laptop story that what President Trump says is the laptop from hell. You had that story leaked to the media or was published in the New York Post. You had 50 intelligence officials 
sign a document saying that that laptop was Russian disinformation. They knew at the moment that they signed it that that was a a lie. Yet they pushed it on the American people. Democrats repeated that lie nonstop all around the country, and the media helped them do it. They censored big tech, censored the New York Post, which is one of the oldest newspapers in the country. If you sent a message on Twitter that had the article, you were banned and you were censored for simply sharing information, which we all now know to be true about Hunter Biden laptop and Joe Biden's incestuous business relationships with Ukraine, with Russia, with China. And of course, now we know if you're actually paying attention and thinking for yourself, you know that the Biden family is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party. They've been paid millions by corrupt Russian and Ukrainian oligarchs, yet the media flies cover for them. And so now look at what's happening with President Trump. You have a complete and total weaponization of the Department of Justice in this country that is hell-bent on throwing Trump in jail. And yeah, you've got some conservatives out there on Twitter and elsewhere talking about, well, you know, the Democrats, they're trying to do this uh, because they know that indicting President Trump will help him in the primary, but it will hurt him in the general election. No, you want, I, I like, maybe there's some truth to that, but no, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I don't. See, I think what they're trying to do is throw President Trump in jail and make an example of him. The Uniparty does not like people that they cannot control. And President Trump questioned that authority every day in the Oval Office. In fact, one of the things that I admired the most about President Donald J. Trump was when, when he was in the office is that he was basically like a middle finger to the system, to Republicans and Democrats. At any given moment, on any given day, you would have Republicans and Democrats both disliking President Trump equally. And that is exactly why I voted for him. And that's why this country elected him in 2016 and why I believe he won in in the 2020 election. I mean, obviously, he's not in the Oval Office. There were shenanigans there. That's That's an issue for another day. But look at what they're doing to him now. They're trying to throw President Trump in prison, and they're trying to throw away the key, basically put him in prison for the rest of his life. And, you know, Jack Smith came out the other day and announced the unsealing of this indictment. Now, by the way, I don't know if any of y'all know anything about Jack Smith. Jack Smith, if you look at the pictures of this guy, he looks like he's a villain from Star Wars or something like that, he, but he's a terrible lawyer. I mean, every almost any any person that has any amount of time spent in honing their craft in the legal community as a lawyer knows that Jack Smith is a total political hack, a total mouth breather. Yet this is the this is the special prosecutor that the Biden administration appointed to go after President Trump and politically persecute him the way that they are. So we've got a clip. I, I want you to hear. You know, this Jack Smith clip. Um, let's go ahead and play clip one, which is the beginning of him talking about the 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 Trump indictment. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States. 
conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. <laughs> so conspiring to defraud voters. I mean, here's the crazy thing about this. I just got done telling you that Democrats have never once apologized for the Russia hoax. They've never once apologized for calling Trump an illegitimate president. They've never once apologized for questioning the legitimacy of his election. Or I, I suppose all things equal under the law that Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, basically Ch Chuck Schumer, any Democrat who questioned the 2016 election. I mean, surely by Jack Smith's own standards, they're, they're going to they could potentially go to prison, right? Be charged with federal crimes, be thrown in jail uh, uh, for, for the rest of their lives, right? No, of course not, because there's two tiers of justice in this country, you know? Democrats like to say that no Chuck Schumer, especially just put out a tweet today saying no one is above the law, not even a president. Well, OK, fine. But Democrats are certainly above the law. Right. As evidenced by their conduct over the last six years. Of course, they're above, above the law. They've never once been held accountable for anything. So let's listen to the second part of of Jack Smith, you know, legal mouth breather jittery creep. Let's listen to, to part two. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. It's described in the indictment. It was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats have protested every election that they've lost going all the way back to 1960. If you walk around Philadelphia today and ask a random person on the street, hey, is there voter fraud in Philadelphia? They'd laugh Republican Democrat and be like, of course there is. Democrats have been complaining about elections that they've lost and that Republicans have won for 20, 30, 40, 50 years now. In fact, Democrats questioned and protested the electors when President Trump was elected just in 2016. But so now you've got, oh, no, this is this is an unacceptable. Uh, President Trump questioned the election led to an attack on our democracy and blah, blah, blah. January 6th was not an insurrection. As a military man, I've seen insurrections. January 6th was not one. Now, there's no excuse for rioting and there's no excuse for violence. But I'm here to tell you that January 6th was a mostly peaceful protest. In fact, you know, while the law enforcement officers conducted themselves in some cases valiantly that day, one discharged his firearm and killed a Trump supporter named Ashley Babbitt. In fact, four Trump supporters died that day. They're the only ones that died that day. The media didn't tell you that for, for a couple of years after January 6th, the media told the media told you that police officers were killed and murdered. That was a lie, too. The media over the last several years has done nothing but lie to you. Let's go with uh, part three of. Jack Smith's mouth breathing moron jittery creep. Let's let's uh, let's listen to part three here. 
The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. Okay, so the uh, Department of Justice, along with the FBI, have relentlessly pursued people that protested on the Capitol on January 6th, relentlessly. They arrested and hunted down January 6th grandmothers who, at best, could only be charged with unlawful parading because 90% of the protesters, when they gained access to the Capitol, by the way, access to the Capitol that they were granted by Capital City Police, they stayed between the ropes. In many cases, their protests weren't violent. They were just there demanding that their voice be heard. Because for a full year, and this is after they were locked down, had their life savings drained in a once in a hundred year pandemic, told that they couldn't go to work, that they couldn't leave their homes, that their loved ones had to die alone, that people couldn't hold their newborn babies because they weren't allowed access into the hospital. People had their lives destroyed because of these lockdowns with COVID. And all the while, the left, with their, along with their allies in the media, called them liars called them conspiracy theorists, called them xenophobic, called them racist, misogynists, people that cling to their guns and their Bibles. How dare you believe in the Second Amendment? How dare you believe in a higher power? And they wondered why, after all the shenanigans in 2020, th- the, the math simply didn't add up. Our lawmakers our, our folks in the media wondered why things boiled over on the Capitol that day. I think Vivek says it best. You, you can't silence people and expect them not to scream. When you silence screams, the end result can often be violence, protesting, violence, riots, which nobody wants. The First Amendment, it was gifted to us by our founders to prevent things like this from happening. But you can't silence people for a year and destroy their lives and not allow them to talk. While, by the way, Antifa and Black Lives Matter at the same time rampaged along all around this country at the height of COVID and were granted full access to protests. And not only that, they were celebrated. It was needed. COVID didn't affect them, just affected you. So I think we have one more clip of, of Jack Smith. Uh, let's let's listen to that and see if we can round that out. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. 
I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you. Oh, oh, right. Trump should be, you know, presumed innocent until until found guilty in a, in a court of law. Right, 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 right. So you picked a grand jury from Washington, D.C., 99.9% Democrat. The jury poll is from Washington, D.C., 99.9% Democrat. The judge that just so happened to be picked for this trial was an Obama appointee, the only person, the only judge to give January Sixers longer sentences that they were recommended from the government. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's really get Donald Trump is really, really being given a fair shake. Never mind the fact that for six years they've lied and slandered about slandered this man. For six years, in the most heinous, disgusting ways, they went after him. They went after his children, Don, Eric, Ivanka. They even went after Barron. They insulted his family for years. And and, and now, now, Jack Smith, jittery, creepy, mouth-breathing Jack Smith, goes out to the podium and say, well, listen, it's very important that, oh, it's very, very important that he be he be given the presumption of innocence as he sweats and his eyes dart back and forth. Give me a break. Anybody, and I mean anybody that is looking at what's happening to Donald J. Trump with an open mind and clear eyes, thinking for themselves, anybody that's watching this thinks this would make Soviet-era Russia Politburo propaganda. This would make those people proud. Joe Biden's got nothing on Joe Stalin. I've never been more concerned with the direction of our country. Ladies and gentlemen, America, this is obviously a total and complete political hit job. It's election interference. What President Trump means by that, I mean, I was at the rally with him. I heard him talk about this is just election interference. Donald Trump is the front runner in this race, not just by a little bit, by a lot. And these indictments, I think they're what there's three or four. You can't help but laugh about it now. I have I'm half waiting for them to indict President Trump for the murder of Tupac 20 years ago. That's how ridiculous this stuff has gotten. <laughs> these people, the media, our elites, big tech, Hollywood, academia, all these people think they know better than you. They don't want you to have the opportunity to vote for Donald Trump. They can't control him, right? They want Republicans who they can control. I mean, hell, that's why a guy like John Fetterman can be elected in a state like Pennsylvania where he can't even speak in a coherent sentence. I mean, John Fetterman's a guy that held up a black man in Braddock with a shotgun, chased him down in a pickup truck. After he heard a loud noise, the guy just turns out to be jogging. John Fetterman holds him at gunpoint until the sheriffs arrive. Turns out to be a completely innocent guy. <laughs> this guy gets a, this guy gets elected. 
And, and you would think that would be an issue for him, but no, Democrats fail up. It's how a guy like Joe Biden gets elected. You know, the media are elites. They want people that they can control. It doesn't matter that they don't have it up here. Donald Trump is not somebody that they can control. My family and I had an opportunity to meet with President Trump after I spoke, but before he spoke. And he's an incredible guy. What you get, the way that the media paints this man, it, it just could not be further from the truth. And it's a travesty. I mean, does Donald Trump always say the perfect thing? I mean, of course not. Like, how can we possibly hold ourselves to, we should hold ourselves to that same standard? I don't say the perfect thing all the time. You don't either. It's part of just being a human being. But what people love about Donald Trump is that he says what he means. It doesn't mean that people always agree with it. At least they have a sense that the man means what he says and he's going to make good on those promises. So, when I met with him and I met with his family, the first thing he said was, oh my gosh, you have such a beautiful family. Look at these kids. They're all so beautiful. They love this country. He shook every one of my children's hands. He smiled at them. He looked them in the eye. He was genuine. And one of my daughters, I mean, she's a 16-year-old daughter. There's an old Winston Churchill uh, quote that says, if you know, you're 16 and you're, if you're a teenager and you're, and you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're 30 and you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. I mean, most 16-year-old girls are, are liberal and she's liberal. You should have seen her smiling. President Trump had her smiling and laughing from ear to ear. In fact, all of my kids were, were blown away by just how kind he was. And he asked, he, first of all, he loves my wife. He loves Melanie. He's met her a couple of times now. He's so kind to her. Um, but he talked to us for a long time. And he, he said, so Sean, what are you doing? And I said, well, sir, said, I'm going to do everything I can to, to help you win in 2024. He goes, well, we got to win because I don't know if we'll have a country if we don't. And he was soft-spoken. He was so incredibly sincere. I could see it. And this is a man that has been persecuted relentlessly in the most unjust, unfair fashion that you could possibly imagine. And again, I look, if you're a liberal out there and you hate Donald Trump and you just want to trash on him and you just want to celebrate this guy going to prison, you know, screw you. Uh, you're a terrible human being because all of these people that are now trashing on him, all of these media elites, a lot of those people were at his wedding. Those people clamored to get into Donald J. Trump's parties before he ran for president with an R after his name. They wanted they wanted to hang out with him all the time. Now, because he runs for president, he can't be controlled. He's a Republican that just so happens to love this country. They want to throw him in jail for life? And my question for you, ladies and gentlemen, is that once this happens to Donald Trump, if they succeed in what they're doing, how long do you think it will be before they come for you? How long? Donald Trump is likely one of the most famous people on the face of the planet. That that cannot be argued. Politics aside, you know, people in Afghanistan, on the border of Afghanistan, have no running water, no electricity, no telephones, no nothing, no technology. You, you show them a picture of Donald Trump, they'd say Trump. They know exactly who he is in the farthest corners of the world. He's a billionaire. Built his entire, been as successful his entire life. He's a billionaire. Global business tens of thousands of employees. 
If they can put him in jail for the rest of his life, what the hell do you think they can do to you? And how long do you think it will take them before they come for you? So I want you to watch this clip of of Rachel Maddow talking about the indictment. I know I roll Rachel Maddow. I mean, she's a complete idiot too. Um, look, I've heard she's nice. I don't know. Um, but she's a mouthpiece for media propaganda. And I'm sorry. If you get up there in the national media every day and you know that you're spouting lies and oh boy, over the years has she spouted some doozies. Um, we're going to expose some of them here later in the show. But <laughs> I have no respect for you if you do that. You know, again, politics aside, and this, this is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, part of the reason why I have a lot of respect for Robert Kennedy Jr. I mean, look, I don't know. Some of his ideas are crazy. I don't I don't agree with his views on immigration. I don't agree with his views on guns. I don't agree with his views on climate change. But at least, again, I get the sense that the guy says what he means. I can get behind something like that. But these people that just lie, lie brazenly to the American people when they have a solemn responsibility to do right by you. I got no respect for people like that. And so let's let's uh, let's play this clip of, of Rachel Maddow and her reaction to the Donald Trump indictment. He is, of course, innocent until proven guilty and he will and should mount a robust defense against these charges. And he should be acquitted if he didn't do what he is accused of. But if the allegations made by the Justice Department in this indictment are proven, History is going to ask a different question of this time than what we might have otherwise been expecting. If the allegations in this indictment are proven beyond a reasonable doubt and a jury convicts him of these crimes, history is not going to ask, wow, how did America get to the point where they where they indicted a former president? History instead is going to ask, how did America get to the point where such a person could be elected to the presidency of the United States? where actions such as these could be carried out from the Oval Office, directed by a person who was elected president by the American people, along with his advisors. That is the definition of propaganda. And this is why the fight that we are in is just so, so important. Because history will be written and determined and is often determined historically by the victors. We have to win. Otherwise, these liars, these propagandists, these communists will write this stuff in the history books and they're liars. We need to do right by our children and make sure that they're learning the right history. And what are we indicting President Trump for anyway? Having opinions on the 2020 election? Again, I was boots on the ground for the 2020 election. I saw that the math didn't add up. And why would it? Anyone that has a shred of common sense, once in a hundred year pandemic, we're all out, no excuse mail-in ballots for the first time ever. We removed signature verification. We, we, we added drop boxes in heavily Democrat areas. We removed any postmark requirements so these ballots could be dropped off at any time. The numbers didn't add up because of course they wouldn't. And you want to know how I know that, that the 2020 election was kind of jacked up? It's because two things. The media felt like they had to brand it to anyone who came out against the 2020 election was, oh, it was the big lie. It was the big, you're a big liar. Um, but also they had to, they had, they, they trotted out these influencers and say, and said that it was the most secure election in the history of our country. Really? Really? 
So you roll out mass mail-in ballots to millions upon millions upon millions of Americans, and you're telling me it was the mostest, safest, securest election in the history of our country in perpetuity forever. Cross my heart, hope to die. (laughs) Come on. How stupid do you think we are? You would have been better served by saying, look, we could have done a lot better. Obviously, half the country doesn't trust the results. But look, while not perfect, I can't promise you that it's perfect. (laughs) We're going to do a hell of a lot better next time. They didn't do that, though. Oh, no, no, no. Everything's perfect. And if you think otherwise, you're a conspiracy theorist. That is why they're indicting President Trump for having opinions about the 2020 elections. And by the way, millions upon millions, I would wager say half of this country believes there to be shenanigans in the 2020 election. Does that mean that like every campaign that we have moving forward should should talk exclusively about that? No, but we have to study history. What's that phrase that I had that I was taught like basically in third grade history by an amazing history teacher that I had at school? It was, oh yeah, if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. Yet our betters, our elites in this country would have you close your eyes, cover your ears, and not study history so that they continue to cheat over and over and over again. And Rachel Maddow is is right about one thing. Yeah, people will look back on this and question how things happen the way that they happen. But I see things happening a very, very different way. There is a chance this country is on the brink. The window to save this country is closing, and it's a narrow one indeed. Our window to fix it is also very limited. There's a chance that our children will have lost much of the freedom that we enjoy today. There's a chance that the left and these elite media hacks and these commie academics and these Hollywood actors that make millions don't live in the real world but would remove every, all of your freedom, there's a chance they get what they want. And you and me, the American people, the American middle class, people that struggle to put food on their table on a day-to-day basis, struggle to pay their bills every month, struggle to put gas in their car. Us normies, we're going to sit around, you know, warming ourselves by a wooden fireplace because we don't have gas stoves anymore and we don't have gas cars to drive because the government turned off our electricity so we can't charge these electric vehicles that are being forced down our throats. We can't heat our homes because we have no natural gas. America's not going to be energy independent anymore. We're going to live in a biomedical security state with much of our freedoms removed. Yes, we will have conversations with one another in secret, but how did we get to this point. How did we let America get to this point? How did this country willingly throw away our freedoms, our cherished freedoms? How did we let this happen? That's what I'm afraid of. That's the future that I'm afraid of. And so I want to show you a um, a clip as we move on here. Uh, It's a clip from Saturday Night Live. And so before you scoff and before you laugh and think, oh, Saturday Night Live is nothing but communist propaganda now. It's not funny anymore because they're all commies. Yeah, and that you would be right about that. But this is from the 80s when SNL was actually funny, when they actually commented on 
some of the more concerning things that were happening in society. And they used comedy to address those things. And they went after both Democrats and Republicans. And of course, and of course, they leaned a little bit left like everybody does, but at least they called it like it is. They did the best they could to call balls and strikes. They attacked Democrats and Republicans. And do you ever notice, by the way, you look at David Spade, Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Rock, anybody that was that came up on SNL back, Chevy Chase, anybody that came up on SNL back in the day, they all tend to be conservative. I mean, conservative-ish. I mean, they're not conservative like me and you, <laughs> but as Hollywood goes, they're probably pretty conservative. I mean, they're calling out COVID tyranny. They're calling out pandemic lockdowns. They're calling out vaccines. Dana Carvey especially is, is insanely funny. But the video that I'm about to show you came from SNL in the 80s. It ran once, but never again on reruns moving forward. Um, I want you to watch this in full. Go ahead. Play the clip. Media Media Westinghouse and good old GE. They own networks from CBS to CNBC. They can use them to say whatever they please and work down the opinions of anyone who disagrees. Or stuff about PCBs. What are PCBs? They come from electric power plants built by Westinghouse and GE. They can give you lots of cancer that can hurt your body. But on network TV, you rarely hear anything bad about the nuclear industry. Like when Westinghouse was sued for fraud. We Defective bolts, it was an unreported crime. Or when it was boycotted for operating nuclear bomb plants just to squeeze a dime. That's a footnote, by the way. A footnote protects you from folks who doubt what you say. Now maybe the voices in my head will go away. But the big shots don't care. They're all sitting pretty thanks to corporate welfare. What's that now? They get billions in subsidies from the government. It's supposed to create jobs, but that's not how. They use tax and soft money to support congressmen who will go over weapons programs again and again and let them talk the place where the young ones play. I and GE made the bullets that shot JFK. You contribute to this chain every time you buy a product sponsored on this show. That's what NBC doesn't watch it and know. Ladies and gentlemen, America, that's crazy, right? That was in the 80s, ran once. It <laughs> removed from all reruns. I got that from Wall Street Silver. is one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts. He puts out great information on Twitter. Go check him out. But isn't that crazy? Back then, <laughs> we were told by even Hollywood that the media, well, they're controlled by a small group of corporations that also controls the information that we see. And this is why 
you know, the Democrats, when they collude with these media entities today on a level in which we've never seen before, because at least back then, the media took pride in being somewhat independent from both political parties. I mean, again, for everyone that's watching, of course, they leaned left, but at least at least they called balls and strikes or did the best that they could to do it. And you know, a good example of this is like when Joe Biden, when he first ran for president and he got into it with that guy and he's like, look, I likely have a higher IQ than you. I got three degrees, graduated at the top of my law school class and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then it like, I think I can't remember the anchor, but it's Ted Koppel or whatever. And he's like, uh, Joe Biden did not have three degrees. He did not graduate at the top of his class. In fact, he was near the bottom third and his IQ is, in fact, very low. I mean, he didn't say that last part, but my point is at least they called him out. They would not do that today. And so when the Democrats collude with their allies in the media and they have an unprecedented level of of collusion today, it's dangerous for the American people because they only show us what they want us to see perfect example of this was Devin Archer's testimony. You know, his ground, his bombshell testimony. I hate words like that. It's, oh, there's a bombshell. It's a bombshell story. But this is a big deal. This is more evidence adding fuel to the fire that not only did Hunter Biden, you know, get paid by Ukraine and the Chinese Communist Party and Russia to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. Not only did he do all of those things, his father was on the phone with him over 20 times. And this is a guy <laughs> elected to the Senate like 40 some years ago, making a salary. I think that today's salary is 174 grand, which is a lot of money. But it, guess what? It doesn't equate to hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, his net worth being hundreds of millions of dollars, even over that time period. Joe Biden owns beach homes in Delaware that are paid in full, paid in cash. Like, what? Well, how does a government servant, a U.S. senator, how does his net work over that time, his net worth balloon up to hundreds of millions of dollars? Well, it's through corruption and through currying favor and selling influence with federal government, with other governments, global governments, some of whom absolutely hate us, some of whom want to kill us, some of whom want to knock us off as the world's number one superpower. But hey, you know, uh, did the media report on that? No. In fact, my local paper here in Pittsburgh, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Tribune Review didn't post, didn't have anything on on their on their cover page, on their homepage of their website. Nothing about Devin Archer's testimony, nothing about Joe Biden being intimately involved in selling influence while he was vice president to hostile foreign forces. Nothing. CNN, MSNBC, nothing. They reported nothing. Now, obviously. That concerns patriots like us. But what about independents who could be potentially swayed by that information? They're not getting it. Liberals aren't getting it either. Because if you're watching MSNBC, CNN, reading the Philadelphia Inquirer, reading the New York Times, local papers like the Tribune Review and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, they're not covering this information. So how are you supposed to know? That's why Battleground Live exists. Because we're going to talk about this information. We're going to make sure that you you have the facts. Of course, you're going to get a little of my opinion in there as well. Um, but I want you to have this information. And I don't care. Democrat, Republican, you watch this show. You're welcome to be here. I want you to know this information. And so keep in mind the video that I just showed you. SNL in the 80s, calling out these big corporations for owning the media and controlling the information that you get. Now, here's the flip side of this. Uh, it's it's a video that, again, found on Twitter 
well, I think it's X now, from a guy called Maze. Uh, and the video's title is The Big Lie. And when I say that Democrat collusion with the media is dangerous, this is what I mean. Let's go ahead and play that clip. Voters in America should decide who our president is, not Vladimir Putin. The Russians offered help. The campaign accepted help. The Russians gave help. And the president made full use of that help. And that is pretty damning. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. The bottom line of this dossier, the bottom line allegation, the point the of it. The point of this is they colluded. They helped. They were in on it. What does Vladimir Putin have on President Trump? And they've also decided who they want to see become president of the United States, too. And it's not me. Secondly, I found out that Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president. We need to make it very clear, whether it's Russia, China, Iran or anybody else. This election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree. And now we learn that that uh, that uh, Iran is involved. As 17 of our intelligence agencies have confirmed. 17 intelligence as you said 50 national security officials who served in republican information in, in administration have said that donald is unfit to be the commander-in-chief Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a russian plan you mean the laptop is now another russia 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 hoax and that's exactly it. what is this that's where exactly going? what this is going. where he's going well we know that this whole uh, smear on joe biden uh comes from the kremlin i don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill american soldiers in afghanistan when russia's puts bounties on the heads of our soldiers in Afghanistan. That Russia has bounties on the heads. On the heads of American soldiers. There are several factors that uh, that um, con- contributed to the lot low to moderate confidence in the judgment, including the difficulty of uh, of. Um... Wow, this maze guy, I, hopefully I get a chance to meet him someday, but that's incredible. But my question for you, America, is how do you see that video? Knowing now that all of those things, all of them were lies told by the media or Democrats told by the Democrats allowed by the media to trick you, to pull the wool over your eyes, to make sure that you didn't see the truth. Do you see how how unbelievably sophisticated the Democrats and their allies and the media are at syncing their messaging? You have Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, all saying the same phrases at different events all across the country. And if you're tuning in to CNN or MSNBC or any other of these propaganda networks that are out there, you're hearing those phrases repeated over and over and over again. That in and of itself is election interference. So I'm showing you all this because this show is about thinking for yourself, trusting nothing. Because in this day and age, I mean, this country is is, is on the brink. If, if we don't rise up and say enough is enough, this, this these indictments of a former president, you've gone too far this time. Because our, our elected leaders, they govern by the consent of the governed. If we say no, If we say enough is enough, 
then we can win this thing. We can save this country, but it's going to require all of us. It's going to require Republicans. It's going to require the base of our party. It's going to require independents and, and Democrats who are, I'm sorry to say this, but have critical thinking abilities and can think for themselves and can see through the haze of lies that are foisted upon us by Democrat leaders in power and our media. We have to stop it. And that's why I felt compelled to do this show. That's why I felt compelled to go live two weeks prior than my plan, because I think that this country is at a tipping point. We can't give up the ship. You know, you look at how my men fought on the battlefield. They fought. They weren't going to allow themselves to be evacuated off the battlefield. They were going to fight, save each other to win the day. We as people who love this country, as patriotic Americans, we have to fight. This is not a political message. I love this country. I want my kids to inherit an America that's rich and, and free and prosperous, unlimited opportunity, not necessarily for success, but I want them to have the opportunity to fail as well and try as many times as they want. But it's only going to change if all of us see through the haze of lies and just say enough is enough. And so I think that I probably got your blood pressure up enough over the last hour. <laughs> so I, I'm going to try always in, in these in these hour shows. Maybe it'll go a little bit longer, maybe, maybe shorter. But I'm, I think I'm going to try to always end on a lighthearted note. And I've got this amazing clip uh, from the ladies from The View. Um, and they're always good for a laugh. But what's so funny about this is that they, they're they're serious. Like they they think that they're serious people. They think that they're making compelling points. But no, they're just all so stupid. Um, let's uh, let's play this clip and then we'll talk about it. Actually, it was said by an Australian social activist, Irina Dunn. She said, "A woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle." <laughs> We love you guys, but the truth of the matter is that we could function without, without the bicycle. Without yeah. the, yeah. Well, so I will be the first to admit that I feel like in many ways I rely on my wife a hell of a lot more than she relies on me. <laughs> she runs the show around Fort Parnell, and I, and I know that. Um, but you talk about like media narratives and we talked this whole show about the lies that they tell this is one that bothers me and and man that i get attacked on the campaign trail because what the left did was and again these these activists journalists in the newspaper they wrote this article about me being anti-women and oh the idea i said oh i said in a comedy show that was hosted by a stand-up comedian that the idea, idea of independent women is 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 nonsense well they took my quote out of context, but and tried to make it seem like I'm some misogynist anti-woman person. But that's absolutely could not be further from the truth. In fact, it, it like half the time in my household, it's, it's just me with a bunch of women, strong women, opinionated women, all in very, very different ways. Even my pets are women. So I look like I love strong women. I'm surrounded by them every day. But this is another false narrative that's just meant to divide us, ladies and gentlemen. And as stupid as that clip was and funny as I think it is, uh, because I do rely on my my wife a lot and she knows that um, I don't I don't like the idea 
of driving a wedge between men and women. I think that hurts our country. You know, personally, I believe that, you know, men and women will, God created us in his image to be very different, but not to cut each other down. Like success of women doesn't happen at the, at the expense of men or vice versa, right? We were created to lift one another up in God's image to do just that. We were made in perfect ways to make sure that we could set each other up for success. And so, and I, I also said in this comedy show, and I got some slack for this when I was running for office, that the idea of happy wife, happy life is also nonsense. That I think it creates one generation of woman tyrant after the next. <laughs> and of course, I was, I was, it was tongue in cheek. I was a little bit joking there, but I don't like that phrase either, because in order for you to have a happy relationship, a happy family, and a, and a happy marriage, you know, you have to have happy spouse, happy house, right? Got to focus on equal parts happiness. So even when mainstream media outlets and these sycophants and these activists in the media, even when they're trying to be lighthearted, even when they're trying to joke, they're they're still trying to divide us. And my message on my very first live stream is that we don't have to accept this as the norm. We don't. We can choose to reject this. We can choose a better path forward, and that starts with questioning everything. It starts with thinking for yourself. You know, every teacher that I had throughout my entire life taught me critical thinking was critically important. And so I think it's high time for America to start thinking for themselves, not believing everything that the media tells you. Don't buy into their division. That's what they want. That's how they get away with all this crap. They divide us. They turn us against one another, white versus black, rich versus poor, young versus old, whatever. They divide us on all these little lines, have us fighting against one another as Americans while they loot and they plunder this nation. They march us into World War III. They're destroying this country, $31 trillion plus dollars in debt, something that your children and your children's children are going to have to pay off. Question everything. Don't let them divide us. And in the meantime, I want to thank you all for watching my very first live stream. Uh, we're going to do this a lot more. Uh, and we're going to bring you the facts and let you decide what's going on in the world. But we're going to, we want you with us every step of the way. So if you're watching this, please be sure to rumble that little, that little thumbs up that helps us with the algorithm. Please like this video comment down below. I'll read all your comments after this and I'll answer any questions that you have uh, and subscribe to this channel because we have lots of amazing things coming. We're partnering actually with Wendy Bell, who is, I think this last month was the fourth largest live streamer in the country right here on Rumble. We're partnering with her. We're going to be rolling out some really awesome stuff right here in this 5 p.m. hour. Um, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So we got a really cool partnership coming there. But this is only successful if you're there right along with me. So join me on Rumble. I'm not going to be on YouTube anymore. I'm over that. I'm done being canceled. YouTube nuked my channel after I had Carrie Lake on. I'm done with them. We're staying right here on Rumble and live streaming to you. And come August 14th, every night at 5 p.m. right here. So thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, watching Battleground Live. And remember, don't let them divide us. Never quit. Never surrender. God bless you all. And God bless this amazing country that we live in. Take care.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.